We're going live. No. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, guys. It's Wednesday. We are live. You guys up too. Hopefully it's something fun and interesting. Hopefully you guys are doing something cool today. <laughs> We're going to work, Paul. That's uh, how cool is that, you know? I, I know exactly how you feel. Right after the stream, workday starts. Workday starts. What's going on, guys? Uh, if you guys have been following me on social media, you know that I spent uh, this last weekend up at up at Sturgis, right? The the world famous motorcycle rally up in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, and uh, I went and crashed at Aaron Clary's house. You guys don't know who Aaron Clary is. First of all, what you got to fix that because Aaron Clary is like one of the one of the coolest dudes ever. He's uh, he's an author of like, I don't know, 100 books or something like this at this point. He's actually getting ready to write two books, right? He's got two books in the works right now. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, once he goes stay at his compound, and Clary is uh, the, the kind of guy, he teaches guys minimalism, right? That's like one of his biggest things, teaching people to uh, live below their means so that they can live a lifestyle that they actually want, right? Have more freedom in life with with without spending as much money. <clears throat> it's kind of a cool concept. He has he also has a bunch of other books on stuff like um, let's see, I discovered Aaron because someone told me about his book called The Book of Numbers. The Book of Numbers is all about analyzing your return on investment in the pursuit of women, which is a it's a funny book. It's also a depressing book because you'll realize you'll spend, you know, tons of money chasing women and get very little in return with it, right? <clears throat> Especially with uh, some of these women out there these days that just have no personalities. They have no concept of anything outside of themselves. You know, they're just, you know, the, the modern women that you hear about. There's still good women out there, though. You know what I mean? So like those kinds of books are really, you know, sort of embraced by the, the MGTOW community. But uh, I don't think it's an accurate representation of of women in, in the United States as a whole, because the United States is a huge place. Right. It's a huge place. But uh, a lot of guys are focusing on on chicks in some of these bigger cities like L.A., New York, Miami, Vegas. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you compare if you compare the women in those areas, uh, yeah, you probably find a lot of trash women, but uh, you come out to the country, there's a lot of good women out here still, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> anyway, Claire's a good dude. Had me, he let me uh, crash, crash in his bunker. And uh, we went, we went riding around town and this was the longest motorcycle ride I've ever been on. Right. I've never, uh, up until this point, the longest one was just like a couple of weeks ago, I rode my motorcycle out to, Glenwood Springs. We did a whole rule zero on why you should own a motorcycle. And that was sort of the inspiration for that episode. <clears throat> and that was like, that was only a five hour loop that I did. Right. But heading up to Clary's house, according to Google maps, it was supposed to be about 11 hours, 11 hour motorcycle ride. Well, if you've ever ridden on a motorcycle that friggin' long, it's pretty easy to stretch that out into 14 hours because you got to stop because your ass hurts <laughs> and, and like uh, my, my, my trap right here started getting really tense because, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a cruise control on my bike. Clary told me I need to get a throttle lock for my bike. He has one and uh, man. Yeah. Everything, everything aches, right. When you get done with, with that. So you got to stop 
at you know frequently at gas stations plus most most motorcycles don't have gas gauges you can't tell if you're going to be empty or not uh my bike at least has a gas light that tells me when i'm about to run out of gas which is nice but not exactly helpful for planning purposes so i was uh very adamant about making sure that about once an hour if there was a gas station i was stopping and that also just gave me a time to stretch my legs and stuff like that so anyways it ended up being very long days because i went up there in one shot on friday and i came back in one shot uh on monday and so uh, but that also gave me the inspiration for this episode right like going on an adventure like that man guys need to guys you need to consider doing stuff like that maybe not a, a, a long motorcycle ride but just something you know something that you it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit and you go and you experience it and it's like oh man i did that i did that what uh, what what a what an amazing feeling it is to do something like that so we're going to be talking about how uh i wasn't always like that i wasn't always mr like let's go on an adventure let's go on this random adventure stuff i it, it took me a while to get there um because yeah i mean like after after my divorce i would say like if i stayed married right if i stayed married i'd be on the same trajectory as my parents my my dad is one of the most boring dudes in the world he doesn't do anything he he uh my parents have a a, a, a sort of i guess i could call it a farm slash ranch up the hill and oh god damn it my mic's all messed up hold on oh thanks vince i should have done okay is this better is this better we gotta start all over again <laughs> son of a gun oh thanks vince appreciate it is it better guys is the is it better did you guys all leave because the mic sucked mike is it better larry is it better are we good? Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Jesus Christ. I apologize. Look at this. We're six minutes in, and uh, the mic's all jacked up. Um, but it's fixed now. So, yeah. So, getting back to this stuff. My parents are boring as hell. My dad, his whole existence is, uh, they, have a, they have this farm about, I don't know, about seven miles north of me. And... My dad goes out. They're both retired, right? They're in their seventies. And my dad goes out. He might putz around the the yard, you know, just to do something. You know, maybe he'll go mow the, mow the lawn with his tractor, and then he'll go inside and literally just watch old westerns and Fox News. You know, like that's his life. And he hates people, so he doesn't go out and he doesn't he doesn't have a social life. He doesn't, you know, he's not a part of like the. Yeah, uh, you know, the the Elks Lodge or anything, which is a funny story, which I'll, I might get to here in a little bit. But he doesn't do anything, right? He, and my mom, she can't live like that. So she goes out and she volunteers for the local Republican Party and she goes and, and that's like how she socializes. And then she hates all the all the bitches down at the ah, we're not at the eight minute mark. You guys send super chats today. She she social she goes down there and argues with all the 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 old biddies at the Republican office and like that's her social life right and then they they uh, they're always backstabbing each other and same with like the 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 Democrats are always suing them and they're always suing the Democrats it's a, it's a whole fiasco right but that's their life they never go out and do adventurous stuff 
for the most part. Um, my mom for a while was into uh, raising uh, show dogs, so she would actually travel around and and show her dog. That's kind of exciting. That that might be considered something on the, on one of these lists. But my dad wouldn't go with her. He'd be like, "Yeah, you go," and then he would just stay at home watching Fox News and stuff like that. Right. Well, I was pretty much on that same trajectory in my marriage, right? Which is probably why my marriage ended because I was a boring, fat piece of crap. You know what I mean? And then after the divorce, I was pretty much doing the same thing. You know, I didn't go out and do anything special when I uh, got into my relationship with Red Pill Chick. Uh, man, I didn't do sh I didn't do anything, and I sort of fell into that relationship for four and a half years, and I was happy to just go back and forth to her house and my house. You know, and that and that was pretty much it. We we went and and, and she would suggest, hey, let's go do a weekend getaway or something like that. It would, but it would always be her suggestion. It wasn't ever like, oh, look, I'm taking the lead and saying, hey, let's go travel here and go do this. You know what I mean? Um, I took her with me to San Diego a couple of times on business trips, but that was like the extent of it. You know what I mean? Um, and so when that relationship ended, I decided, uh, and I started, you know, I started reading about all this stuff, started reading about, you know, just being a more interesting guy. And, and I realized, man, do I live a boring life? I live a very boring life. This is also why I say that when you're out there learning to level up to try to be more attractive to women, it turns you into a better man in general, because you'll find that the stuff that makes you a more attractive man, uh, it, you know, it, it, it not, sometimes doesn't even have anything to do with women, right? Like going on this stuff for you, it's, it's just fun to do. And then it gives you just more exciting stories, right? So you're doing it for yourself and then the women are a byproducts. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I go on all sorts of, uh, I've, ever since Red Pill Chick, I've done all sorts of stuff, all sorts of interesting things. And, uh, and, and then I've, since I've met Nurse Chick, I've continued to do those things. I haven't slacked off because that's a big problem too, is, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys get into relationships and then they fall back on old habits. Does my family know I talk shit about them every week? Uh, no, I don't think they tune in. I don't think they tune in. And even if they did, I would just tell them, Hey, I'm not wrong. You are fucking boring. <laughs> you don't do shit. I tell that to them, to their face all the time. They don't care. Um, so yeah, anyway, so I, I've, I've got on all sorts of adventures now, right? Since my, the, the relationship with, with uh, red pill chick ended and, uh, but I do it all for myself. Right. And, and then the women are just sort of a, a byproduct of being more interesting, being more interesting, right? You have more interesting stories to tell and women tend to want to join your lifestyle and go on adventures with you. Right. A lot of guys are focused on spending their money on fancy cars and fancy watches and all this kind of stuff to, to try to show status when you don't have to do any of that. Right. You can go on drink dates with chicks and then have a conversation with them. And when they ask, like, hey, what did, what did you do this weekend? Or a, a big conversation when I was uh, out on the dating circuit again was like, go, what was I doing during COVID? Right. What was I doing during COVID? Because <laughs> I was I was out dating during COVID. I wasn't stuck in my house. Like some of these guys out there, uh, I remember in the three percent man group, they were like dying of 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 uh mental problems because of all the isolation. It's like, well, 
you'll find that there's still chicks willing to go out and meet you, right? And, and one of the best things about COVID was that nothing was open. So you had to be creative and you didn't need any money, right? <laughs> because nothing was open anyway. So you, I would, I would say, Hey, once you meet me at the, at a park, uh, I'll smuggle some wine. And, you know, so I'd bring like a, a picnic blanket and some, some wine, or I'd bring some beer in a cooler and we would sit there and have drinks at the park. Cost me like, I don't know, depending on the, on the you know whatever i bought you know maybe 20 bucks for a bottle of wine if i you know i just got a cheap bottle of wine and it just sat there with the chicks and then the next day i would say hey why don't you come back to my place i'll cook you dinner because nothing was open it was the best it was the best guys if you guys weren't dating during covid you were missing out you're definitely missing out and uh so anyway but there was like chicks would say hey what did you go do Right. Like, what would you do? And so one of the things I did, we'll talk about it at the at the end here. But one of the things I did just because I was like, I'm going to go do this. I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to go do this was I did a, a 44 mile uh, bike ride, like a like a mountain bike ride. There's a riverfront trail over the Grand Junction area that goes from Palisade to uh, Loma, Colorado. And the bike trail itself from one end to the other is 22.1 miles. So I, I, I rode that and then rode it back. It was an all day thing, but you know, that was something I would, I said, Hey, yeah, I did this. And uh, chicks were like, Oh, that's oh, I've always wanted to do that. You know what I mean? So uh, we will talk about that more after the break, but first let's do some housekeeping guys. If you guys haven't done so already, please like subscribe, hit those notifications. Please sound off in the live today, guys. That'll make things uh, go smoother. If you guys do cool stuff, if you guys do any of the stuff that I talk about, sound off in the live. If you guys do other cool stuff, like start thinking of cool stuff that you do that you're proud of. Share it in the chat, right? Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Guys, send super chats. The show is largely supported by you guys. I did uh, I did a pre-record with Thor last week but it, it posted on saturday it's it's demonetized right <laughs> a lot of these videos get demonetized so i'm supported by viewers like you so send super chats please uh get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com i'll send you stickers i have new rule zero stickers that i'm sending along with these uh there's also merch available if you like those designs uh, available at merch.comeonmanpod.com and if you sign up for the email list you get a PDF with 20 dating app openers. I had a guy on, it was either Sunday or Monday. I No, let's see. What, no, it was actually yesterday. He sent me a DM of a screenshot from a dating app. And he used one of the dating app openers. And the chick was like all on board with it. And he's like, dude, thank you so much for, for the free game. I was like, yeah, man, to all your friends. So try these out. The, 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 the dating app openers are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. That's the idea, right? Because most chicks aren't trying to find a match with everybody on dating apps. They're trying to, they get 200 matches easy. They don't even have to try. What they're doing is trying to filter out all their options, right? That's the difference. Men are trying to make a connection with literally every chick that they swipe right on Chicks are trying to filter out all their options. So you got to be able to capture their attention. And a lot of guys that they just open with, hey, what's up? What you doing? Hey, beautiful. Wave emoji or whatever. That all just gets lost in the sauce. All right. So these are designed to actually capture attention in the preview pane. 
right? Because chicks are going to look at the message in the preview pane and then they're going to say, oh, that's interesting. Let me look at his pictures. Oh, his pictures don't suck. Oh, his bio is actually kind of cool. All right, now I'll converse with him. That's how chicks use dating apps, all right? Guys don't do that. Guys are like, I got a live one. And then they go all in on one chick and then she ghosts him and then they're, they're devastated. So anyways, try that out. Uh, if you guys are not, if you guys are getting matches, but you're not getting conversations going, get the list, get on the email list. Check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course. A lot of what we're, we're going to talk about today is sort of goes hand in hand with this, right? Because when I really started getting into the law of attraction, one of the things I realized is that the law of attraction is nothing without action, right? So if I got a gut instinct, like, hey, go do this, go on a motorcycle ride, go, uh, you know, what are some of the other things I do? Go, go run a marathon, go sign up for, go sign up for a, a, a tough butter, right? Stuff like that. I would just, if I got that, that instinct to do it, I would do it to take action on it. Because a lot of times you'll find, especially when you, you set up your goals a certain way, and you start focusing on those goals, you'll start just getting these ideas, these epiphanies. Hey, I should do this today. I should go here today. I should look into this today. If, if you act on it, you, you are going to be led in a direction that will end you up where you want to be. That's how the law of attraction works. And it's not magic. It's just your, your, your subconscious mind is, is leading you in the right direction. You just got to listen to it and take action, right? So I teach you all about that practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Get on the beer club, guys. The, the next meetup is tomorrow, tomorrow mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. It's just, you know, a good group of dudes that get together. Where's Vince? Where's Vince? <laughs> Stole the idea from Vince, Vince at Masculine Geek. If you guys uh, would rather get together with, uh, with guys at, at Masculine Geek, they also have a similar hangout called uh, masculine geek life. So if you go to masculinegeek.life, I'm giving them a shout out right now because I totally stole their idea for the beer club. Uh, but largely it's like it, either one, right? Either one of these join one of them, right? Because guys need a good solid group of dudes that they can go and hang out with. Most guys don't have an outlet like that, right? Or they do, and they just don't take advantage of it. And then they sit there and they, they dump all their problems on their girl or they bottle it up. Right. Um, I don't know if nurse chick wants me to say this, but I'm going to keep everybody anonymous, but she has a friend and her son, uh, his, uh, so her friend, her friend's husband passed away, right. A couple months ago. And that really got her, her son, you know, into a depression, right. He was really depressed. They lost his dad that I believe, you know, caused his marriage to erode because his his wife literally just told him like day before yesterday that she's leaving him and then that night he he offed himself you know what i mean guys just don't bring their problems to the to the right outlet you know what i mean your boys is the right outlet so join a good group of of guys and, and just talk about guy stuff you know what i mean and if you have a problem like that, bring it to the boys. The boys is, will help you figure out solutions to your problem. Guys do better when we are brainstorming and coming up with solutions to problems, right? We don't do so well working through our feelings like women do, okay? So join a good group of guys, okay? Vince, Vince over here has Masculine Geek Live, or you can join my beer club. Either one's good. Either one's good, guys. 
What's Tyler say? He says, morning, Paul. Got to work, but I'll keep you in the background. I hunt pythons, build and ride jet skis, go offshore fishing, and catch lobsters in the Keys. Oh, dude, that's all cool stuff. Dude, lobster lobster uh, fishing is, uh, that's some, especially like, oh, I'm thinking of like Alaskan crab fishermen, but I would imagine it's similar work, right? It's all just like you're out on a ship or a boat and you've got uh, nets and stuff and you're dealing with the high seas. That, that's dangerous stuff, man. Yeah, self-deletion stories are, are way too common. It's sad too, man. Someone asked me, someone asked me on, uh, on Twitter, right? There was a kid that, offed himself some kind of family issues he's like what's the solution to this and i was like honestly i think the solution is is frame and a mental point of origin you know i think that's it it's it oversimplifies it but i think that really is it you know if you uh make yourself your own mental point of origin it doesn't it doesn't matter what else is going on it doesn't matter what other people think it doesn't matter how other people are treating you you're your own mental point of origin you know how you feel about yourself and and that it doesn't matter and that's frame too you know, you have a, you have a, a frame that you're operating in and it's how you view yourself. It's how you view, view the world and not, and anything outside your frame is amusing or interesting. You know what I mean? If you can get yourself there mentally, you're bulletproof. You're pretty much bulletproof, right? But a lot of guys aren't like that, right? They have a ego investment in uh, their relationships or what they do for a living and all that stuff. And then when it crumbles around them, they're like, they don't see any way out and they, they zero out. And then they, you know, they, they find a permanent solution to a part-time problem. And it's really unfortunate. So get on the beer club, guys, if you're having a problem with that. I also have coaching available, guys. If you go to gumroad.comeonmanpod.com, you can work with me one-on-one. -on -one. It's actually me. A lot of these coaching programs I find with guys in the space, it's not it's not the guy on the, on your television set that you're working with, right? They sell a coaching program, but then they sort of outsource it to some other coach. You're going to be working with me directly with this. There's two options available. So check those out. If you go to gumroad.comeonmanpod.com, you'll you'll find the coaching and then all my other offerings on there too. If you just have like a, a question that can be answered in like a, a one minute to you know three minute video, there, there's an option in there too where I can I'll make you a custom video answering your question too. So check that out. Gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. Let me play a commercial for the beer club, which again, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Get on it. It's only 10 bucks a month and it's a good group of dudes. I'll play a commercial for that. And then we'll, we'll talk about all the cool stuff I've done since, uh, since ending things with red pill chick. Here's a harsh truth that everybody gets upset about online. When I say it, they get upset because of their ego investment into the fairy tale idea of love and partnership. They get upset because of their ego investment into the idea that their woman is their best friend, their confidant. And they think that love will conquer all and that their woman will be there through thick and thin. The truth is that as a man, your woman is hardwired biologically and psychologically to want you to be her rock. It doesn't work the other way around. Women do not care about your struggles as a man. They may think they care. They may even want to care, but her evolutionary DNA will not let her care. If you bring her your problems, she will lose attraction for you over time and she will leave. Now, whenever I talk about this, people lose their minds and start talking about men unaliving themselves. The faster that men learn that women don't care about our struggles, the faster we'll save the lives of men. Men off themselves because of their own ego investments in the Disney fairy tale line. And when that fairy tale goes up in flames, they get zeroed out and they end things. 
Men do need a proper outlet for dealing with their problems, but going to their woman isn't the answer. Men need a tribe, they need a brotherhood. That's why I created my beer club. It's a monthly virtual hangout for men only. It's a place where men can be men. It's a place where men can talk about guy stuff without having to worry about offending women. It's a place where they can go without having to worry about being called toxically masculine. It's a place where they can go to solve their problems. Because men solve problems, women cause problems, you dig? Visit beer.comeonmanpod.com. That's beer.comeonmanpod.com to sign up. Yeah. Oh, man, look at this. Andrew says, women's pussies dry up so fast when they hear about a man's struggles. They it really they really do. It's like, and, and the way I look at it, it's like women aren't evil, you know? Well, some of them are. But the way I look at it is it, they really want to care. I think they want to care. They even think that they do care. They just, biology just won't let them. That, and that's just how it is, right? They, they biologically want to be with a strong man. They want to feel safe and secure in the relationship. They want a guy that has his feet on the ground. And if you're constantly, you know, venting and bringing your problems to your girl, like that just wears on her, right? She's just like, this guy's a weak bitch, right? And it should, they can't be with weak bitches. Why did I give up? Why did I give up my old channel? You're talking about Tech Chop. Are you talking about Tech Chop, Zach? Women will demand you wear a condom, then look at you like you're an idiot when you can't open the damn thing in two seconds. <laughs> oh man. If this is the real Jack, do you want to join the live, man? Do you want to join the live? I'll send you a I'll send you a, a link on uh, on the Twitters. Just let me know. Let me know. You can join. I'll, I'll, I'm cool with that. Uh, let's see. Okay. So after, yes, he does. Okay, cool. Cause Jack does cool things. He does Legos. <laughs> All right, man. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'll, I'll DM you on Twitter. Where's Jack Napier. Here's Jack Napier. Here you go. Here's the, here's the link, man. You're welcome to join. Lego, Lego, Pokemon. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so while I'm waiting for Jack, uh, so I, I wrote down some stuff over the last several years. These are things that uh, I decided sort of spur the moment. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do this. This is going to be fun for me. And then it's going to give me a good story to tell, right? And the first one I already talked about at the beginning of the show was, uh, this was during COVID too, right? There, there was nothing going on. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to, to ride my mountain bike down the riverfront trail in Grand Junction. And it's, it's a 22.1 uh, uh, straight shot. Ah, there's Jack. Jack Napier. You Hello. You were talking on? about the mountain bike. How how was your visit with Cappy? Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. You've hung out with Cappy, right? Like Cappy is no, uh no, not yet. You, you've never hung out with Cappy, dude. Not yet. Dude, he's just like he is on TV. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> on TV. He's the he, on YouTube, you know, he's he's that guy. Dude, uh, let me tell you a story. Let me tell mm. you a story about our trip up there, right? So he uh he has this hoopty, right? This like this 1970s hoopty. We'll just leave it at that. And he put ground of ground lights on it, right? So it's like a pimp mobile with 
lighting underneath and he's like we've got to take it out we've got to take it out and, and show it off to the people let's go get some pie he went all of a sudden he had this hankering for pie and nice. but it's like but it's south dakota and it's very much like here where like they they roll up the sidewalks at 8 p.m so it's like where to, where can we go that's still open that has pie so we went out we found a diner and they didn't have pie but they had these uh cinnamon rolls so he's like let's get one of these giant cinnamon rolls and we'll share it. It's like, okay, cool. So we get mm-hmm. that. Then he's like, let's go get shakes. Like I like I, milkshakes, you know? <laughs> and so he takes me to this place that has adult milkshakes, which are like, you know, alcohols in them. Oh, and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that there was adult milkshakes and, but they, but their, 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 uh, milkshake machine was, was broken. So we had, we left and then we went, we went to Perkins. I got him to go to Perkins. I got a picture with him out in front of Perkins. I was like, I have to get a picture of you in front of Perkins, Cappy. He's like, fine, fuck, you know? And so we get a picture in front of Perkins. Perkins, like their, their service up there in South Dakota is just trash though. So we, we walk in there, we look at the menu. He gets frustrated that there's no one helping us. He's like, Mm. fuck it, we're leaving. And so we leave. We go, he goes, you know what? Let's go to Sonic. Let's go to Sonic. They're always reliable. Like, okay, cool. So we go to Sonic. We get there. But by this time, like, Cappy's, like, pissed, right? He's pissed that the, the first two places we went didn't have shakes. We get to, we get to, uh, we get there. And then we, none of us can read the sign because their font is so small. Finally, he's like, I'll have a strawberry shake. Is that what it says? Is that stra-? And the lady's like, uh, I don't understand what you're saying. And he's just getting more frustrated with the lady. And so finally he goes, she goes, so do you want it? You want it just a regular strawberry steak? He goes, yes. And she goes, okay, is that all? He goes, yes. And then fucking goes to the, the window, grabs the one shake. And I'm like, oh, we're just getting one shake. He fucking pulls the car over and just starts eating it. Just <laughs> And I'm just sitting there like, oh, oh, Cappy got a shake. Like, I didn't, I didn't get a shake. Cappy, Cappy got a shake. And, and then, uh, you know, Cappy's girl's in the back. She's like, is that, is that good, Aaron? And he's like, oh, so fucking good. And he's just, he literally just sat there within like five minutes and ate the entire cup of shit of, of the, the milkshake in front of us. I'm like, this is, this is uh, the, the true Aaron Clary experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that kind of lines up with what I've heard about him. Kind of <laughs> lines up, lines and, up uh, perfectly. Yeah. On, on Sunday, on Sunday, uh, we're, we're hanging out at his house. It's kind of a cloudy, rainy day. So we're not out riding motorcycles. And uh, we we went out in the morning, you know, went to a cigar shop and stuff like that. Um, and then we came back to his house. He's like, well, I'm going to go do a live stream. You guys good? All right, cool. And then he just like he was down in his 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 lair doing uh, like a two hour live stream. And I'm just up there hanging out with his girl. And uh, so, hey, <laughs> this weather, right? Like there's. <laughs> So I'm like, I, it's just he's just a he's a he's an interesting cat. Uh, love him though. Love he's him though. a he's a man on his own. I've heard that before, where he just vanishes. Like he's he stayed at places mm-hmm. for the night, and like without a sound, he he's just left. You wake up and he's gone. Oh, I really yeah. okay. Yeah, like he, he 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 has gotten to the point. I mean, uh, he's a he's a great character and all that, but. He he traded in some social cues from what I hear. <laughs> it's like yeah. he really has stuck the middle finger to to the whole world where it's like I'm gonna do what I wanna do and I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah. He really, really, really doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he he's funny too, because uh, I was I was uh 
telling nurse chick and my mom about Cappy going us going to Sturgis, right? Going to Sturgis with Cappy is like going to anywhere with my dad. It's we go there. He's like, okay, this, this bar here is, is one of their famous bars. Let's go in there, have a beer. Okay. Let's walk around town. All right. We, now you've seen Sturgis. Let's get the fuck out of here. Right. And it's like, we're not going to stop and in, 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 in shop and, and look at super souvenirs or it, no, he wanted to get the fuck out of there. And like, let's go to Deadwood because he likes Deadwood, which is a, a real famous old Western cowboy town. There's a, there's a TV series about it and stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool too. I mean, riding your motorcycle in the Deadwood's a cool experience, but, um, but yeah, it was just like, I was just laughing the whole time. Right. But like, this is actually a, a more, interesting experience just going with cappy and being like yeah i went with cappy and this is how how it went down you know yeah cappy alone is the experience yeah for cappy sure alone is the experience i know I, I i do look forward to meeting him he's like pissed he is so pissed it's like yeah went to philly and not to me it's like oh hold on i didn't get much of a say in that <laughs> yeah oh you're, you're, yeah that was vince's uh plan right for you guys all to meet up in Philly? Vince or? is the most generous man you'll ever meet. Yeah. Really. I still, it's like, damn. Really. Honestly, so, very so generous is, man. So is Cappy. I mean, Cappy is a real generous host. Uh, he'll refer to you as his not a friend the whole time, though, so he can write off all the expenses. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, but but otherwise, yeah, no, he's a, he's a super giving, generous host. Vince would have asked you what flavor milkshake you would have gotten. Uh-huh. Told the waitress and then mention his own milkshake. Just saying, ah. he would have he wouldn't even start his milkshake until you finished yours. That's how generous Vince is. Okay, got it. All right, that makes he sense. He will make sure you have everything you need. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't think Cappy's on that level. Well, <laughs> Zach Moore wanted to know about why I stopped doing tech chop. So I did a a tech podcast years ago called tech chop it's still on mm-hmm. youtube you can go find it I'm, I'm a fat piece of shit on that on that and whenever i want to find like a before and after pick i go back to that and i get a screenshots of, of myself on this but the reason why i stopped zach was uh because it became a full-time job and i wasn't enjoying it that's really what it came down to you know so anyway uh so so we're so we're going to talk about we're not talking about necessarily the motorcycle rally although that was on my list but uh, i wanted to talk about like all the random cool shit that i've done over the last several years since i started getting into this stuff and deciding to like take my life back and be you know saying yes to things kind of like uh kind of like yes man with jim carrey mm-hmm. you know have you ever seen that movie i don't know if i have could very well be which oh liar liar is the one i'm thinking about that one's kind of a similar premise, right? Where he sort of gets hypnotized and he can't, he can only tell the truth. Yeah. And, and he and has an affair and then she's like, how was it for you? And he looks at her. Eh, I've had better. Right. <laughs> she just right, right, kicks right. him out all right there. He, like, he's got to tell the truth. So, so almost a very similar situation, but totally different movie is, is yes, man, where he goes to like uh, some, some convention, right? Like a, almost like a Tony Robbins type thing. And this guru's there telling, like, you know, giving everyone life advice. And he, he goes up to Jim Carrey and, and he's, he, he basically hypnotizes Jim Carrey and says, anytime someone invites you to go do something, anytime someone suggests going to do something, you have to say yes. You have to say yes. 
So Jim Carrey ends up going on all these adventures because people were like, hey, I was thinking about doing this today. He's like, okay. Or, you know, and, and so he starts doing all this stuff and he starts really experiencing life by just saying yes to it, you know? And that's sort of what I ended up doing after, when I started getting into the stuff and realizing, man, I'm a boring guy. You know, I don't, I just sit at home all day. I watch movies and I, you know, I try to go on dates and then I have nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I need to start doing stuff for myself and going on some of these adventures. And so one of the first things I did was this, this bike ride that I talked mm -hmm. about. Right. And it was like a 44 mile bike ride round trip. It took me all day to do it. And it was just by myself. You know, I went out, took pictures. I used some of those pictures for my dating app profile. That was cool. And, but it showed that I lived like a, you know, sort of a exciting lifestyle or I did fun things. And, but at the same time, it was just a cool experience to, to go and do it. it. My ass hurt for literally two weeks after that though, from all, from the saddle soreness, but I mean, you gotta have a good saddle. Gotta yeah. Have a good saddle. You, uh, was it last year you, you went off to go like chop wood or some shit for like, oh yeah i went like to a... portugal that was an interesting experience for a month so a friend of mine my former bass player he's always been like uh anti-establishment kind of guy I, I absolutely love the man and always has his own thing like he's always doing something he's a um he's a carpenter now good business has his own business um and he was working for an organization that dealt with uh, kids who got kicked out of the education system. Mm. And they had some land in Portugal and they were building a facility there. And he was like, Jack, mm. I have a place for you in Portugal if you want to. And I'm like, hmm, doesn't sound too bad, actually. Away from everything. I mean, why not? Yeah, but we get there and it was way more off grid than I could have ever imagined. We and talked about like wiping your ass with leaves and stuff or not, not quite yet. There was toilet <laughs> paper. We had to bring our own, but I remember sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden from the corner of my eye, I saw something moving and I'm not fond of arachnids. So I was like, oh shit, here we go. But it was a mouse. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. But um, then uh... I looked up. <clears throat> that was not a mouse. What was it? huge arachnid i'm like oh no oh, <laughs> oh no like a like a tarantula no no oh thank not, the lord no. not that big okay no not that big but i was like no luckily i was finished <laughs> like i was very happy with that like washing my hands all of a sudden i look up it's like yeah oh that was hovering above me the entire time yeah did you burn the place to the ground? Because that's no. Really like, at a certain point, I found an understanding with arachnids. I don't fuck with them; they don't fuck with me. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good understanding. Like every now and then, when I ran in, when I run into one, I just wish it good morning and I leave it be. It's like there you go. There my, we go. My my philosophy on on spiders is if they're outside, I'm cool with them. Like they're they're dealing with the, you know perimeter security when it comes to bugs. But yeah. if they're in my house, they're fucking dead. Like you do mm. not belong in my house. Even in the house, it depends where they are. It's like, look, you can you can sit there, like across the room. I'm fine, mm -hmm. but get near the bed or whatever, then we're gonna have an issue. Mm. So don't do that because, like, if they're across the room, it's like proximity, you know, like guard duty, mosquitoes, yeah. whatever. They take care of it. Other than that, no, no, we're gonna have yeah, an issue. yeah. Not, you are I'm not, not a... hired for this position. <laughs> 
There you go. Um, one thing I have on my list that I did, this was sort of, this was in 2021, but uh, one of my 3% brothers, Jack's a 3% brother, guys, if you didn't know. Mm. Uh, one of my 3% brothers, uh, he's, a, he's a dating coach, and he had a men's retreat that he was putting on in Georgia, Lake Lanier, Georgia. And I was like, I've never been to Lake Lanier. Fuck it. I should go. And I'm going to go meet these guys that I, I've become friends with online. Right. Because a lot of guys, like they don't have a good group of, of guy friends that they can go to and, and hang out and meet. Right. And, and so I was like, I'm going to go meet these guys. So I spent the money, went to his retreat, man. It was a blast. We, we did all sorts of stuff there. We did like, we did a CrossFit day. We did a yoga day. We did a, a Brazilian jujitsu day. We went out on a pontoon boat and, um, you know, he, we had, a I don't, it was it's some kind of like toe behind raft thing that you you know like wakeboarding almost but it's on a, an inflatable mm-hmm. went and did all that and it, man it was just just a great time of of like-minded dudes we got together and this is how i know so much about how women use dating apps because he put on a um he put on a, a demonstration and he had his wife create a, a dating app profile and showed just like how inundated women get just within like five hours of her setting up the account and going up to the retreat. She had, she had over 200 matches and, and then she was explaining how she used to use dating apps uh, back when she, before she met her husband and how she used to use dating apps. And so it was like, Oh shit. So all of us guys, like what they were trying to show us was how dating apps suck and how you should use his social media program. But what all of us guys use dating apps there. So we're all like, this is how women use dating apps. Like we can use this to our advantage. Like this is how we, you know, game the system. And well, it was great. I mean, one of the better pieces of advice is, is if you have a female friend or you're dating somebody and you're non-exclusive and she still has a uh, online dating account, ask her if you can just view it. Yeah. And just ask her if you can just view it. Like you're non-exclusive anyway. So who cares? And just see your competition. Yeah. Just look through it. Look through it. What the guy's profile look like. Or make a female profile of your own. Mm-hmm. You don't care which one. You'll see how lackluster most guys are with photos. Most are bathroom selfies or the one with the fish. Yeah. That, that's the majority of it. Or bad posture, bad fitting clothing, um, it's just, or it's just like they'll have six pictures of of, of the same outfit in their house, six different selfies at wow. different places around their house. <laughs> it's like, dude, like you, you literally are showing that you have no life. Well, well, I mean, that's kind of like the what nobody talks about when people say, "Oh, women only swipe the top twenty percent." Yeah, because eighty percent sucks. Yeah, not because they're unattractive, but they suck. You want to be in the top 20%, put some gas, hire a photographer mm-hmm. and tomorrow you will be in the top 20% of online that, dating profile. That, that's profiles. what I tell, that's why I tell guys. It's not that, uh, it's that the, uh, the 80% of guys that aren't getting dates on there are, are unattractive It's they suck at using the dating app. You know, yeah, they don't put much. any effort in. So, uh, let's get back to uh, fun shit. What other, what fun shit do you do? You do Legos. Yeah, I mean, I I built the Legos. I do kickboxing. I used to do salsa dancing. I have my online business thing, which I really enjoy. Like I'm figuring out or I'm playing with the analytics that I have. Where It's like, oh, this is the time of the day. Your audience is 
most active on YouTube. So I took that mm-hmm. time and I started live streaming on that time. And my audience tripled. It's like, oh, I need to I need to look at that because I do I do these live streams at 10 a.m. And I don't get that many during the live. Most people tune in for the replay. And I think it's just because of the time. But I do it not because that's when my audience is online. I do it because uh, it's the only time I have before my my actual day job starts, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to fit it in with the work schedule. Yeah. No, even even with the day job, I can still do it at that time, which is nice. It's like 6 p.m. in the afternoon for me. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting. Uh, so I tried that out and my audience tripled and I really enjoy doing that where it's like figuring small things out where I would want to adjust to my audience because topic wise, I'm kind of like, no, I still want to talk about what I want to talk about, but people have already subscribed this day. So they probably know what I'm about, yeah. which is nice. But then you have to kind of meet in the middle with your audience. Like when are you guys most active? Okay. Can I arrange that? Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. What else do I do? Uh, the lifting, of course, the training yeah. of people, of course. Uh, Have you ever done uh, some kind of competition? Either yeah, like I used to stuff. do amateur powerlifting. Okay. Yeah, All right. I used to do amateur powerlifting. I used to love that. But then it was kind of like, uh, at a certain point, I was like, who really cares how much I lift? Nobody yeah. really cares about that. And Yeah, no, they don't care, is, but it's... Oh, but it, but but just the fact that you do an event like that is a good story. Yeah, it was fun. It was a hell of a lot of fun. I remember like my complete. So like people who know me, when I say a complete me moment, they know exactly what I mean. Uh, the announcer was like, and in fourth place, Jack Napier. And I look at my girlfriend at the time and my friend who was with me. I'm like, oh, fourth place. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. I just, mm-hmm. just barely made the didn't make the top three. And she looks at me, she goes, you know, there were only four participants in your weight class, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fine. Top five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. She's like, I didn't have the heart to tell you when you were standing there. But yeah. now that you're off stage, it's like, there were only four people. In what? Your man, class. what? A, how, how dare she let the wind out of your sails like that? Oh, no. Oh, she was great, man. She was one of the she was one of the, the greatest where she knew I liked chocolate. And when I had an event, she always had a chocolate bar ready kind of thing. Yeah. OK. So uh, no bad words there. I uh, so you 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 uh, you know, I do running. <laughs> yes, I do. I, have, I am aware, familiar with that fact. You're you're aware of this. but. So I so I joined a, a a running club, a local running club back at this was during 2020. I was out running every day and this guy, uh, the, one of the, the guys, uh, his wife started the club. He sees me running out in the sun out, you know, during on my route every day and he would drive by. So he just drove by one day with a business card and he's like, hey, we're, we have a local runners club. You should join it. And I was like, I should join it. Thank you. And so I I decided to start going and and. uh it was actually a pretty interesting group of people. There was there was a guy in there that was uh, like 84 years old. That was mm-hmm. he he had run every major marathon in the world. And he he every was one. Won every single one in the entire world. And he was set, still out there running. He would go out there and run like 5 and 10k's when I first met him. Uh over the last couple of years he's slowly started deteriorating and he's uh not because of the running but he's he started getting uh like dementia and stuff and so his wife stopped taking him to run club which is really unfortunate cuz that like came in within like a a year but just I was like man that guy what a 
what an interesting story, you know, being 84 years old, being like, I did this. I ran every major marathon in the world. I don't think I want to do that. I, I've ran my marathon. I'm done. <laughs> the marathons aren't that fun. But no, like I said, I mean, it is pretty cool that you do it. I mean, yeah. at least you do it. And that's the, the only compliment you'll ever receive from me about that. Well, the, so the, the guy who who invited me to join Run Club, the first time I went, we're, we're jogging together. And he's like, so what's the furthest you've ever ran? And I, and at that point, I, the furthest I'd ever ran was seven miles on accident. Yeah. And that's, be, that's because I decided I was going to take this route. I was house sitting for my parents. I took this one route and I didn't realize how far it was, but it was a seven mile loop. And when mm -hmm. I got home, I looked at my, my watch and it was like, oh, you just ran seven miles. I was like, son of a bitch. No wonder it felt like the run that would never end, you know? Right. And so he goes, why haven't you ran further than that? <laughs> and, I was, and I was just like, what? Like seven miles isn't enough. And it turns out like all these guys had at least ran, you know, a half marathon. And so it, it just, it just dawned on me. I was like, why haven't I? What, you know, why couldn't I? There's no reason why I couldn't. And so the next year uh, I started chatting with a couple of the other people and they're all like planning out their year, you know, like, Oh, let's run this marathon. Let's run this half marathon. And uh, this, the, this gal that I'm friends with still um, Tyrene, she's like, let's plan to run Mount Sneffels marathon. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so that one ended up being canceled because of all the COVID stuff. Still, they're very liberal in that area. But the uh, there's one up on on uh, the monument in Grand Junction that, that was still going on. So we signed up for that one. That was at the end of the year. And so just training for that, getting ready for that, led us to start signing up for like every other crazy race that year. And so I ran a 18-mile trail race up on the Grand Mesa that year. I did a half marathon in Utah, and I did a 14-mile ridiculous race in Marble, Colorado, which like the first five miles is like this. It's like straight uphill. And mm -hmm. uh, and I, I venture to say that race was harder than the marathon itself mm. just because of the elevation gain and stuff. But but I did all that stuff in a, in a period of a year, you know. And then also I signed up for my normal 5Ks and, and stuff that year. And I smoked everybody in my age group, you know, just because I was running so much. Oh, Zach wants to know running versus squats. Completely different <laughs> uh completely different topics non-comparable one is cardio one is one is strength and resistance mm -hmm. so they're completely different animals well i i do tell people because i'm always talking about like the four exercises right and um mm -hmm. and and i'm always talking about the calisthenics and i and i say running and uh or squats like if you don't want to do running then do squats like that'll work your lower body and stuff but it's yeah it's a totally different exercise and it yeah it gives you a different a different physique because like a runner's legs are, are typically very very thin you know you, mm -hmm. you don't you don't get like jacked uh glutes with it i have a very bony ass um because of my running <laughs> so squat more man just squat more girls like good bums on a guy yeah, I was surprised by that though. I was like, "What? Yeah, you've got a great ass." It's like, you watch that. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm good to know." So I got, I got no ass, and I really felt it on the motorcycle rides. Uh, the you know, 
Friday and Friday and Monday because they were like 14 hour rides and uh, with no cushioning down there. It's just it's just bone. And uh, after mm. like the first five hours, it's like this fucking hurts. You know, oh, man, I already have that when I like two hours on my bicycle where it's like, oh, God, I need a different saddle. Like, although, yeah, oh, like on my city bike, it's I have a good saddle, but like every now and then I borrow my dad's electric bike. He has like one of those thin saddles. It's like, ugh, fuck. Oh, I can't do those. I got to get those big, wide girl saddles. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, well, I'm like, be comfortable, man. You got to be yeah. comfortable. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be as comfortable as I can on a bicycle. Uh, yeah, you should, but I, but I won't do, I won't do 44 miles on a bike anymore. Hmm. But it's that. like one of those small little things that I think guys don't think about it's like a mattress where it's like how long do you spend on it mm-hmm. well don't you want it to be as comfortable as possible yeah you spend like i don't know 80 percent of your life sleeping you might as well invest in in a comfortable mattress for mm-hmm. i i highly believe in that yeah so it's, it's so funny that i've got some bummed out mattress and i've never slept better i love it do you i don't even know how old that thing is i absolutely love it Cup, uh, never slept better uh, in portugal i slept on the on the couch i loved it i love that couch like jack we do have a bed i'm like don't care i'm good couch I'm good. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what it was but it's like no i don't want to be in the bed i i really don't know that couch was just very comfortable it's a very comfortable couch and for some odd reason i did count the days and it's like yeah and then i want to go home <laughs> Um, but but I saw it through. I was like, no, no, I accepted this. I will go through it only to appreciate more what I have at home. And before I went to Portugal, like I had some Lego. I did sell a lot of it. And in Portugal, I kind of realized, look, minimalism is all fine and dandy, but you do want to live and you do want like some form of material that expresses your personality and that's where i got back into it kind of thing Mm. and like i said i I would do portugal again just for that experience of understanding what i don't want because that's what a lot of experiences does to you as well finding out what you don't want yeah date the bpd chick do it (laughs) right and that's i mean that's what i did with the the marathon you know i was like okay I did it. I can say I did it. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm going to stick to five and 10 K races. Like those are fun for me. I like doing those. I did the last year. I did it. Uh, the 10 K tough butter. And that was actually a fun experience for me, but uh, I'm at the same time. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever do a mud run again. Although I did uh, this year, I did a five K Montrose mutter with, with nurse chick. I took her to her first five K. And we, it happened to be a mud run, but it wasn't as, as intense as the, t- the tough butter was tough butters. Obstacles were crazy. Remember I was like, uh, I was doing like the monkey rings and stuff. I had to train for that. This, I didn't even have to train for it. It was just sort of like go play in the mud for, for a little bit. Otherwise it was a 5k race. It was pretty, pretty, pretty easy. Hmm. Um, let's see what else, what else do we have here on my list? Uh, I can't stay for too long, by the way, I've got like another show in five minutes. Okay. Well, but we I, gotta go. I, was, cool. I, was, I was bored before where it's like, oh, what I got to do? And uh, Nuke was like, hey, you want to do, you want to play, uh, you want to play a game? I'm like, sure. 
I set it all up. He's like, yeah, by the way, I have to kick this bitch out. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh. no, Marty, we're live. We're live right now, man. Marty, of <laughs> course, this is pre-recorded. We are talking from you in the future. I well, fri- last Friday's episode was pre-recorded because because uh, I was on my motorcycle on my way up to Cappy's house. So hmm. you didn't and do then- a show together with Cappy. No, no. I, I told you, like, he just decided to go record his two hour live stream on on Sunday. He didn't he wasn't even ask like, you hey. if he if you wanted to join. He didn't. He didn't even ask. He was just like, "Hey, he, I'm gonna go." I, he he was inspired by something and decided he was gonna go do his live. Oh, it probably was inspired by the bad service at Perkins, the ice cream machine not working. Actually, and... this was before all that. Really? Yeah, he was inspired by other things. Yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah, he just. Uh, I'm gonna go do my live. Uh, you guys good? You guys good? Okay. And then he just <laughs> went and did like a two hour live stream. I like this guy. This guy right here. Um. So I, and, uh, another thing that I did was uh, Nurse Chick does this now, right? So she started dating me. She'll just come up with ideas of things that we could go do, and she decided to book a trip to this resort in Gateway, Colorado which is not far from us. It's only like maybe an hour, but there's this huge resort in the middle of nowhere. And you go down there and it's like five-star resort. They have a car museum there that has a $6 million car in it. Hmm. Because the car is like one of the original Harley Earl concept cars. And you know, I don't know if you know who Harley Earl is, but he was, he was some famous car designer back in the day. And one of his very first concept cars went up to auction for $6 million and they bought it. And it's on this like rotating display there in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. And then uh, they also, it was on a ranch. So we went horseback riding and stuff like that. Like that, all that kind of stuff is a fun experience. We, uh, we disrespected every surface in the hotel room, you know, like the guys talk about experience. (laughs) Full Motley crew. (laughs) We, well, that's the funny thing. That was my idea. I told her, I go, we're gonna we're gonna disrespect the the table. We're gonna disrespect the ottoman. We're gonna. <laughs> so, that was, that's a fun thing to do with your girl. Disrespect all the surfaces in a hotel. And for the youngsters in the audience, if you don't know what he means by disrespecting, he means plowing. You know, you know exactly what I mean, guys. You know exactly, no, 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 exactly what I mean. <laughs> uh let's see here nurse chick also started doing fitness competitions so she went she did two last year so her first one that she signed up for was uh i think it's called wellness Mm -hmm. right it's where you you do a before and after pick and she won first place in that because her her she's on her own journey you know but she she went from being a very heavy set woman this would be well before i i met her but now she's like super fit, you know, she's got six pack abs and stuff. And, uh, it's so her before and after pick is just like night and day. And then, and then like, like your competition, right. Where there was only like four people or something. And, uh, it was very similar. It was just her and this other lady, but the other lady, her before and after pick, like you couldn't even tell the difference. Oh, that's sad. And, uh, and the thing is, normally that that lady joins those competitions. I, I found we found this out from uh, from uh, Nurse Chick's trainer, but Nurse Chick's trainer's like this chick joins these competitions at every one, and she's usually the only entrant, and so she always wins. 
and she, it, it, she does it as her uh, accountability. She wants to do it as her accountability for weight loss, but she's actually like gained weight, you know? And, and so she's like, you know, she went and told that, that girl's trainer, like you need to tell her to stop doing these competitions until she actually starts losing some weight, you know, and like <laughs> have the heart, heart, you know, the harsh talk, oh, but, like but, but sad. nurse, Nurse chick, like when she brought out her before picture, and then you see like what she looks like now. Everyone that like in the audience was like, "Oh shit," you know, because nurse chick's come a long way and she looks great. And then nice. she did, and, and then then she did. Um, no, no, that wasn't wellness. It was body quest. That was body quest. And then she went and did a a, a wellness one, which is a, a different type of fitness cup. They have all sorts of different categories. I'm not sure what the differences are, but. She went and did one in, in Phoenix last year. So we went down to Phoenix and did that competition. And the one of the most interesting things about that wasn't the competition, was the fact that I have a pro wrestling fan or pro wrestling, uh, a pro wrestler that I'm a fan of, I should say, that uh, I, I met and had him on the podcast. Right? Nice. And he lives down there. So I, so I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, I'm coming down to Phoenix. Like, what is there to do in Phoenix? And all of a sudden I get all these records. He's like, oh man, you need to go to this, this restaurant. The, the fair's going on. You need, and I'm like, look at me getting, getting recommendations on shit to do in town from a pro wrestler. Like <laughs> network is net worth. My friend, dude. Yeah. S speaking of which I need to run to the other appointment. All right, man. Thanks uh, for joining. Th me. Thanks for having me on for the moment, man. It's been great seeing you again. Yeah. We'll catch up soon. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta do this again. Cheers. All right. Peace out. All right, guys. Back to the topic at hand since we were so rudely interrupted by Jack Napier. Um, <laughs> so let's get back. Let's let's go through these quickly. We're already at an hour. Um, let's see here. So Nurse Chick did two competitions last year. Wrestler friend of mine suggested things to do. That was one thing I did. Uh, this was last year. I also randomly flew up to hang out with Aaron Clary. This was before I was on Rule Zero, too. Uh, I had had... Aaron on the podcast earlier that year to talk about book of numbers. And then somehow he and I were, were conversing and, and he was like, Oh, you should come up and visit me. And I was like, okay. Right. Like, yes, man. Right. The just, just say yes to things. So I was like, yeah, I'll fly up and bought plane tickets, went up and hung out with Aaron Clary for a few days. And that was, that was a really cool experience. You know, Aaron took me all around the area up there. Very much like this time, except for it was after the rally, so there, it wasn't as busy. Um, let's see here. I, I took Nurse Chick to her first pro wrestling event last year in December. And one of the if you guys didn't know this, if you go to a local independent wrestling show, oftentimes there's very big name wrestlers that show up, right? From WWE, the old WCW days, AEW sometimes. Uh because a lot of those guys uh, either are no longer signed with that company, but they're still off doing the independent circuit or, you know, whatever. So I took her to that event and we got to meet Diamond Dallas Page. We got to meet Eric Bischoff. We got to meet Josh Alexander. He's He was at the time the, the Impact World Champion. So we got, they're all at, at a meet and greet table. I got an autograph from DDP. We got our picture taken with him. He's on the thumbnail, you're right? Nurse Chick and I got to meet Diamond Dallas Page. And like... Just saying, like yes, to events like that, and that was in that was in Utah, right? We had to go travel to do that, so I book a hotel. But that kind of stuff is like inexpensive, you know. You can do that for just like a couple hundred bucks, you know. Um, 
these types of experiences, a lot of these things that we're talking about don't cost a lot of money to go do. And then you have, you have stories to tell people that make you a more interesting person because you actually go out and do things and it, you don't have to break the bank doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, this year, Nurse Chick and I did the Montrose Mutter. I just did my my uh, trip up to Sturgis. We've already talked about talked about that quite a bit. Uh, went up there and hang, hung out with Aaron Clary again. Man, going motorcycle riding with Aaron Clary by itself is an experience. But man, riding into the Full Throttle Saloon on a bike, dude, just that alone, just riding in, and there's hundreds of bikes there, and then you walk into the world's biggest. Uh, biker bar and there's just hundreds of 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 bikers in there and you're like you're one of them like that's kind of cool you know that's a cool experience uh let's see here I, in in two weeks i'm going to uh another fitness competition with nurse chick in, in utah and then two weeks after that we're going to england right we decided nurse chick and i decided this year fuck it we're going to england so i'm going to go hang out with uh we're going to go stay with one of my three percent brothers up in Northampton. And then we're going to go see all the sites in England. I haven't been outside the United States since my Navy days. And I was just like, fuck it. We're doing it. Right. Um, and then I'm going to do fall fight club with Glenn Lawrence in Las Vegas. I'm doing an actual pro wrestling event myself. I'm in going to be in a match. Isn't that crazy? I, Cause I decided like, like Glenn came up with this idea and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> imagine the experience of actually going and being in a pro wrestling ring and being a part of the show. So we're working with big Valley wrestling in Las Vegas and we're really doing that. Yeah. The London eye is cool to see. What's the London eye, Larry. Oh guys, next week on Monday, my shipmate here, Larry beach. He's going to be on the podcast by the way. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we both lost weight and found each other. Very, yeah, it's very cool. That's one of the things I like about Nurse Chick is that she's on her own journey. You know, she's doing she's doing her own work on herself, and the fact that she's doing all this work on herself and I'm doing this work on myself, it makes it makes for a an an effortless relationship. Oh, it's the oh, is it that Ferris wheel in London? Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I was, oh, I didn't know it, it had a, a name, the London Eye. I mean, I, obviously it probably it has a name. That makes sense, but never thought about it before. Uh, next year, next year, Nurse Chick is going to take up running. She's going to stop doing the fitness competitions and she's going to start taking up more running. She's already signed up for her first 10K because I did a, a Desert Rats trail run this year. It was a 10K. I got first place in my, I didn't put this on the list here, but I, I got first place in my age group. And I was in like top 17 or something like that overall. Right. Um, which is, I ran that thing pretty fucking fast. And so nurse chick went there to go watch me do it. And, and she saw me come in and she's like, I'm going to do this. So she signed up for it for next year. And so she's, she's living in that future. Right. Um, my friend Tyreen talks about that, right? If you, if you, think are thinking about doing something fucking sign up for it just do it and then she calls it living in that future already right when you put it on the calendar and you do it and you ask for the pto like you're already living in that future that you're you're making things happen instead of going one of these days i'm going to go just fucking go you know what i mean so we're doing that with with england 
And then uh, and, and this year we were also going to to go hike four 14ers, but we decided to do all this other crazy stuff like Fall Fight Club and going up to Sturgis and all this stuff instead. So we're going to push that off to next year. We're going to she's going to take up running and we're going to go climb four 14ers. But all that's all this stuff, all this stuff is an experience. And it's stuff that I've just said yes to. And it's stuff that uh, I do for myself because it's like, man, just going out and doing these things and spending the money on a memory as opposed to spending money on bullshit stuff that uh, like I'm never going to use. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a better way to live, I think. you know. And then it makes you a more interesting person, which tends to make you more attractive. It's a byproduct, right? <clears throat> oh, let's see here. Uh, the huge one they have also Stonehenge. You could get a bus to there. So, <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to be, be basically uh, staying in Northampton and then we're going to be going out for there. That's just South of, of Nottingham. So we're going to go to Nottingham uh, castle and check out Sherwood forest and stuff like that. And then uh, I think, you know, my 3% brother, Luke is going to come up to meet us. One of the days I told I told my brother Lewis that the guy we're staying with, that I need to go to a proper soccer hooligan pub. And he's like, well, there's no shortage of those around. So he's going to take me to a, a local one, hopefully. And so we could get into a, a, a cool bar fight there. That'd be great. That'd be, that would be experience, right? Get to a soccer hooligan bar fight. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. All right, guys, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I did expect Jack Napier to show up, but it was a it was a fun little surprise. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thanks for everybody that sounded off in the chat today. Uh, next time, send super chats that that helps support the show. Follow me on social media; the links are in the description. Send super chats, guys. Like I said, get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com. You get twenty dating app openers, and then uh, I'll also send you some stickers. There's Rule Zero stickers available now too that I send with those all for free just for signing up for the email list. If you like those designs, you can get, uh, you can get hats, you can get mugs. Okay. At merch.comeonmanpod.com that supports the show too. check out the practical law of attraction course. Law of attractions, nothing without action. All this stuff today is stuff that I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take action. I got a gut feeling. I went and took action on it. I learned that from practical law of attraction and just, having that mentality of like going with your gut and saying yes to things uh, has led me down like a, a, a really fascinating path. You know what I mean? So learn more about that with the course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Get on the beer club. The next meetup is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's a good group of dudes. We just talk about guy stuff, right? There's no agenda there. We just talk about whatever. Just have drinks like with the, you know, bring cigars if you want. It's just a good group of guys. Think of it like uh, the cover charge for your for your favorite club or think of it like skipping Starbucks and then having a good outlet to come and bring your shit to. You know what I mean? It's good for our mental health as guys to hang out with other like-minded guys. And if you want coaching, coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. You can actually see all my offerings. I moved everything over to Gumroad, so check that out. Gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. We will see you guys on Friday. Uh, what the hell am I talking about Friday? Oh, yeah. there's. Um, I was trying to think of what I could do for an episode. And there's a there's an old uh, article, right, that was written in 2012 called The Most Responsible Teenager in the House. 
women, the most responsible teenager in the house. We're going to go over that article on Friday. That's that should be fun. All right, guys, I will see you guys on uh, on Friday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.